What's up, everybody? Welcome back. Episode 89 of Three Guys from the South Side. Folks, three became two this week. Uh, one of our members, Mr. McBoy, a little under the weather, a little under the weather, but uh, we are joined live today, though, with Mr. Bernardi, Blaze, Houston, Texas. How are we doing, buddy? Good. Uh, three guys from the South Sides, now two guys in Texas right now this week. So a um, uh, little <laughs> fitting since I'll be heading up there to Dallas next week for Thanksgiving. But uh, yeah, we're a man down. Um, I'm not going to go like the Michigan coach and start crying on a, on live air that uh, we miss Dave and we're doing this for him because Dave's still alive. He's just sick. So uh, we got a nice short and sweet podcast and uh, um, we'll we'll get going. How are you doing, Mike? I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, we're not making the graffiti T-shirts yet for Dave. Um, not yet. He's just a little under the weather. Uh, man, I'm good, boys. I, I'm good, though, man. I, I will say I I really wish the Seahawks would have covered yesterday. Yeah, how about um you uh you obviously didn't do a video with this play, and we know you went 0-2 and went a rough stretch in college football, but we like to give you a hard time for all the – for um kind of the cold streak you're on, so to say, right now, but – uh. Tell us how you kind of started turning around the Titanic yesterday. Yeah, it just look, my my college football plays have been ice cold. Last three weeks, three weeks been ice cold. Uh, two weeks, really been ice cold. And then just yesterday, I just, you know, taking a look at the board, was seeing the board really good. It was like stuff was jumping out. Tell me what games to play. I had the Colts and parlayed. Parlayed the Colts, the Bengals over the Buccaneers spread and then the seahawks spread those and just first for our listeners what was this payout oh 160 would have paid almost 2200 on a Very four nice. teamer and cover the first three got to hedge luckily still came out ahead couple couple unit gain back on there but i needed it washington uh doing me dirty i look i i know one play doesn't define the game but in my case one play defined washington covering or not covering and for that linebacker to drop the ball before he got in the end zone and not do anything, I just it blows my mind that we still have athletes. And these are athletes we pay, by the way. Wait, what happened? What happened? I didn't. I don't know if I saw this. Oh my god! They they were up. What they were up five? I think it was uh, in the fourth quarter. They picked it off. Linebacker ran it back, or actually, I'm sorry, it was a fumble recovery. I think uh, ran it back, and then. As he was running into the end zone at the three-yard line, he just dropped the football and celebrated as. Oh, this is Washington. I thought you were talking about Seattle. Okay. Yes, I'm sorry. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, look, I'm over the fact that that parlay didn't hit. I'm I'm out of the fact that Washington screwed me out of a really. I mean, that was that was a a six and a half unit swing on that fumble. I mean, it's just it's it's atrocious. It's atrocious. Yeah, that was shouldn't have dropped the ball. Mike, I'll, I'll say this, that that stuff happens. But I think the thing that would drive me more insane about that game is Penix takes that 10 yard sack to close the game. He throws that ball away. You're kicking a 22 yard field goal instead of a 32 yard field goal in horrible conditions. I thought that one was kind of just like you're already down. They kicked you to the curb and then they curb stomped you. I thought that was a little more egregious. I do remember that fumble return, but yeah, that was a rough going. God, it was just so bad. And let's talk about it too, boys. You've been you've been advocating to to be playing the overs in the NFL, folks. I don't. Th- I think maybe eight games in the last two weeks in the NFL have gone over. Okay, so I'll say this before last before yesterday that was correct, but 
Um, overs in prime time. I'll give. I'll let you. I'll let it descend on the listeners. And over hasn't hit on Sunday night football since week five. Didn't hit yesterday. And then if we're talking overs in NFL Monday night, it, I don't think one has hit since week one when it was um. No, week two when it was Steelers and the Browns in Pittsburgh. That's how long it's been. So we're waiting our time. But I will say that 3 p.m. slate, Michael, all four games went over. And then four out of two games went over in the afternoon. So the tide is turning. But um, even it looks like tonight right now, I know our listeners don't want us to do a live broadcast of Buffalo. That game's projected to go under right now, according to the websites, at 44 and a half. And it opened at 47 and a half. But Ooh. that's just a couple other things. Um. I know we got a couple other things I want to just talk about. Jimbo Fisher got fired. He doesn't have to work another day in his life. Nor seventy-seven does his, million. Nor does his family. Nor does his um, great grandkids. Nor does his great 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 grandkids, who are sperm of sperm, with that seventy-five million dollar buyout, which is just shows the excess in um, college football and how ridiculous it how ridiculous it is. But um, just I thought that was funny to see and. It's also interesting, too, the Mississippi State coach got fired. So this must be the first time ever during the season two coaches who are coaching both got fired within the next two days. I thought that was kind of a little interesting because Mississippi State's coach got fired. And then um, also, since we're talking about terminations, Penn State's offensive coordinator was let go. That's the fifth offensive coordinator James Franklin has let go or left their job for another position after 10 years at Penn State. So... I know people are going to take that opportunity, but it seems like a losing job in the long term with James Franklin because he refuses to look in the mirror. And J.J. McCarthy handing the ball off 32 times in the second half without a single pass attempt kind of sums up how people thought about that offense and uh, Drew Allard, that quarterback. Boys, I just can't understand. Like He is so bad in pro- against top 10 teams. I saw that stat today. He's like 4-16 oh, like and 16 against AP top 10 teams. Yeah, like, one in twelve against um top five Ohio, teams since he started there. And what I think he has two wins against Ohio State and Michigan in his tenure there. Yeah, rough slide, and it's it'll be interesting. Like, what does Penn State want to do in this new Big Ten? Do they want to? There's no more divisions anymore, so they're not going to be playing Ohio State and Michigan every day, every um season now. But it is all right. You're going to be in a conference championship if you're playing them. Game's kind of already over before it started, so. James Franklin, he's helped resurrect Penn State, but is he really going to get him over that hump? I don't know. I don't know. Boys, I got one for you, and we're just going to transition this right into our place. Illinois on the road this weekend in God's country, Iowa City, Iowa. The Hawkeyes are a a three-and-a-half-point spread. The total's 30. Favorite. Total's 30. I don't know though. Like, look, Illinois, Illinois put up what forty some points this last week. They put up forty eight, but they also gave up forty four to Indiana. So um, yeah, it is Indiana, but that offense looked good. I don't, I don't know. Maybe they, maybe they found something. Gun to your head. Hope you're standing behind me. Who are you taking? Man, this is tough. So um, I have him as John Rostin likes to stay. I still have embedded moles and champagne. And I heard right now there's a minor quarterback controversy because John Paddock, the guy who's passed, who's played the last two games, who won Minnesota, won Indiana, he's been filling in admirably for Luke Altmeyer, who's been out with a concussion. So people are pressing behind the scenes, a.k.a. the parents, to get Luke Altmeyer back in. 
but at the same time, Paddock just passed for 500 yards and has won two straight games. So kind of in a real difficult spot. And the thing is that offensive line is going to get eaten up by Iowa. Do you really want to bring in a quarterback who's going to be playing at Illinois the next two years, get absolutely shit stumped by Iowa and get another concussion again? I'd almost want him to sit this game and then bring him back from Northwestern and clinch the bowl game because I don't think Illinois is going to win this game. If I had to pick a side, I really like the over of 30 and a half. I think this Illinois defense is washed up. I think Iowa's going to be able to score at least 20 points, and Illinois might be able to get some too. So I would take the over here, but I think Iowa wins. Three and a half points, 30 and a half on that over under. Gosh, that is low. That is extremely low. Do they get the primetime game too? Are they are they two thirty on Fox? Two thirty. I, I thought it'd be cool if it was a night game on NBC, but um, I think if Illinois won one more game because Iowa already clinched the Big Ten West, my understanding. But if Illinois beats them, then beats Northwestern, Iowa loses this week and next to Nebraska, I think Illinois wins the Big Ten West. So that's kind of why this is a mini primetime game. But Illinois, Illinois dropping. Cannot, Illinois cannot win the West. They can't. No. Why? Well, uh, well, they wouldn't. They wouldn't win it outright. No, they can't I, win it outright. But with tiebreakers, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. I Iowa clinched a share of the big uh, the Big Ten West last week. No, they did. That's what I'm saying. But I'm saying Illinois can clinch a big share and still go to Indy if they win out and Iowa loses out. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if that's going to happen. Three well, we'll see. Conference. Oh yeah, five and two. Yeah, yeah, it could happen. It could happen. Well, you guys still got Northwestern next week. I know. That's a, that's a scrappy team. I don't think it's a guaranteed win either. No, no, no. Definitely not. But, yeah, wins against Minnesota, Indiana last two weeks. Let's yeah, see. Just Let's see that, if the boys can get hot. That loss to Wisconsin just aging horribly. Oh, like cheese, not, not red wine. <laughs> um, let's jump to a bigger game. You and I are on opposite sides on this, and I – you're going um, back to the well? I'm going back to the well. Boys, it ain't broke. It only broke once, and that was on the technicality of that guy dropped that ball. I love why I I'm I might be a big boy play on Washington on Saturday. I All right, just walk me through it. Walk me through it. I don't understand how Vegas thinks that they're gonna lose this game. Yes, they're on the road at Oregon State. However, they have the best offense in the country, second best actually, I'm sorry, behind Oregon, second best offense in the country. You have a Heisman Trophy candidate in Michael Penix Jr. I don't understand how they lose this football game. It's not. It's, it's not. It's not going to happen. Um, I'll, I'll bite on this. I think Oregon State at home has been absolutely dynamite. They've lost two games on the road, and Washington's road yips are pretty noticeable. They played a very close game to Stanford. They eked out a game. Um, man, I can't remember. Well, that was game was at home against Arizona State. And the thing is, Oregon State, this is their last hurrah, Mike. There's no more Pac-12 games at home after this. This is their last game they're ever going to play in Corvallis as a Pac-12. It's an absolute goddamn shame ESPN College game day isn't there. This place is going to be rocking like crazy. It's a tough place to be. It's going to be a little chilly. All signs are important to Oregon State. This game opened as Washington a favorite, and now it's Oregon State minus one. Washington's defense is not going to be able to hold them. John Smith is a great coach at Oregon State. I think they're going to win this outright, and they're going to make things a little weird in the Pac-12. But I still think um, 
Washington, Oregon will be able to make the title game, but it's going to be a trip up right here. We'll see. I, again, I've, I've gone, I, this was, this was a field play again for me. I'm, I'm, I'm probably going to put a, a, a bigger number than I normally put on the game on this. Give me the money line. Give me the one and a half points. I want it all, baby. I want it all. I want it all. Well, it sounds uh, like a double dip with the, um, East Grand Rapids and then also um, uh, wiring money up to Chicago. Boys, there's another game on the, on the on the calendar here that I really like, and this is the this is a boys Bernardi play because it's due over SMU Memphis. It okay? Gone, why is it due? It has gone under four consecutive times and five of the last seven. And is this game at in Tennessee? It is in. Uh, yes, it is in Tennessee. Okay. It's at Memphis. At Memphis. So I do. I I was I was looking at the spread. I'm like, ooh, I I don't know. But look, both of those teams can really play offense this year. I love I love the number. Which boys do you have? What the number is on this? Um, I don't. I can pull it up really quick. Sixty six and a half. Hammer it. Give me the over. Honestly, I'll probably get in on you with this play. Um. SMU's just been absolutely going off these past couple games. Let me just run a couple numbers for you the past month. Since Friday, October 20th, they've scored 55, 69, 36, and 45 points. So, man, you get anywhere near that close with Memphis, a team that has definitely underperformed this year and is hot and cold. But just let's look at the numbers Memphis has put up the past four weeks. 45, 45, 59, 44. So, I think you're on the right side of this. And really, man, I would lock this in before it gets to Saturday because I feel like this line's just going to keep moving up with two teams that can't really stop anybody and will always be throwing the deep ball for better or worse. Um, one, thi- I, um, one thing I will say, Mike, one of these plays, I really like Oregon minus 23 and a half. This line actually opened up at 21 um, yesterday, and it's already gone off two and a half points. Oregon's traveling to Tempe. Arizona State just had a nice big win against UCLA. They're playing a little better, but I just do not see it with this team because when they play a difficult defense like Utah, they get the absolute doors blown off. And I think Dan Lanning's going to want to send a message this week to the uh, playoff committee because if Washington loses, Oregon's going to be in the driver's seat. Oregon only beat USC by nine. They were looked a little inefficient there, kind of a squeaky wheel. I think this is when they're going to grease it back up, figure it back out. I can see Oregon putting up like 60 points this game and winning this game 60 to seven. This is in my 12 teamer parlay. I'll tweet out later this later this week, but I like Oregon minus 23 and a half with you. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm all over. I look ASU. I think you probably saw it in the notes. They fired their AD today. The program's already in shambles. What they've won two games all year. Um, and look, Oregon still has that, that chance at a playoff. And the fact that I'm saying Bo Nix for Heisman, when like three years ago when we just started doing the podcast, we were talking about how Bo Nix has fucked us so many times at Auburn. Not, not us, this, you. Not this Saturday. Not It's not going to happen. I'm with you. They're going to put up a massive number against ASU. A massive number. I've got one other one, boys. Okay, go I'm, for it. Turn it back to you. Mar- Maryland is hosting Michigan. I love Michigan minus 19 in the hook. They're America's team, baby. Okay. I, I, I love the story too. And I'm going to, I hate to break your heart on this because you're in the parlay. 
I have Maryland two in the parlay, but I got them at twenty one. So we can root for a win by Michigan for twenty on Saturday. Win by twenty. Win by twenty. Yeah. We medal it. I think this is this is Maryland's big game. They played Ohio State tough. They got a nice win against Nebraska to stop a four game losing streak. I think Michigan's kind of looking ahead to next week, and you can't really help it whether you want to or not, whether you're a coach or a player. I think this game's going to be a little closer. And just for reference, exactly a year ago to the Saturday, or Ohio State, who was going to play Michigan the week before, they were a 20-point favorite against Maryland at Maryland and only ended up winning by 10. So I think it's going to be a closer game than the experts think. I'd also add the over in that game, too. 50 and a half looks a little low. I got a couple other plays to close this out. Um, first of all, I want to give a shout-out to Tequila Sarkeesian, up by 20 at half, only beating TCU by three. His team has not played a full 60-minute game since Alabama, and I don't know what's going to happen in Ohio, Iowa State when they go to Ames. I'm not going to bet the number at 7.5, but I really like the under here at 47.5. It opened at 48.5. It's already kept going down. I think this number is going to shrink to 45 by Saturday night. Add in a little chilly weather. These boys in Texas, they're not going to like it up there, and it's going to be a hostile crowd. Iowa State's really turned around their season, especially after that gambling scandal, which knocks out the quarterback. Give me under 47 and a half. I'm going to go Tennessee plus 10 and a half here. Georgia, I don't count the game in Nashville a road game because there was more dog fa- dogs fans there than um, uh, Commodores fans. Georgia's last road game was at Auburn on September 30th, and they only won by seven. Tennessee is a much better team. It's going to be a host- just as hostile an environment. And they're getting three and a half, and they're getting ten and a half points right there. I think Georgia's going to kind of be in a wake-up call this first half. Going to be, they're going to take a couple punches. They're going to punch back. I don't say Georgia loses, but I think Tennessee loses close, um, closer than the experts think. Give me Tennessee plus ten and a half. And this is also just kind of a fade TCU play. TCU is an absolute horrible team. There is no way in hell they should be favored by double digits against any team in the Big Twelve. I really like Baylor. Dave Arenada, he's already a dead corpse. He's already buying his house again back in Baton Rouge before he left to go to Baylor to save Brian Kelly's defense next year. I like Baylor plus 12 and a half. So that kind of wraps it up for my college picks. And then I usually got a 10-team parlay, but I'm feeling a little hot this week. I got a 12-teamer in that $30 pays 70 k So follow that on Twitter, and me and Merrick might quit this podcast um, if, things, if uh, we hit that one. Yeah, I think we could quit the podcast for a while if if we hit that. That's a that's a whole lot of McChickens. What's seventy divided by three? Uh, yeah, you get a third of that. But Uncle Sam also gets a third right off the top. So um, we're getting the split forty thousand dollars. I get it sixty six percent, and you get it a third. So perfect. I'll probably give Hepa a little tip too. So we'll see. Not a little tip like that's what she said. A little tip for placing all my bets. Yeah, I'd get a nice fifteen. Out of that, I'll take that. Plus a yep. little something over to hop. Plus a little something over to hop. You know, maybe yeah. we round it up. Maybe fourteen seven fifty. I don't know. I don't know, boys. I'm already oh, man. Of things I could. Things I okay, could so after we uh, after we win five figures on this parlay, we got another Sunday. So um, uh, kick us off with this, Merrick. You had a fourteen parlay that went three of four, but still came out ahead with a nice hedge. Um, we going back to the well with the Seahawks. I see, but what other plays do you got out there for us? We're going with the, we're going with the Seahawks there again. We're we're that's kind of one of those you just you just do. Um, they're at LA. I'll I'll take the minus one there. They're they're by far the better team on offense and defense. Dallas at Carolina. Buy this down to ten. It's at ten and a half right now. Um, 
look, I think you have a Dallas team that's going to, that's found a lot of confidence. And frankly, too, they're winning the games that they should win, i.e., look at, I mean, just look at the way that they beat the shit out of the Giants. Now, granted, that was at home. Um, the Cowboys do play better at home. They are on the road against, I mean, Carolina's the worst team in the league. They just lost to the Bears. Um, I love them covering the 10 points. And then the Browns. Um, the Steelers are at the Browns. Um, I like the Browns minus four. That defense is insanely good. Um, what they have four turnovers yesterday, I think, in the second half. Um, I mean, just uh, can put an amazing comeback against Baltimore, who's one of the best teams in the league. Um, I I like Cleveland though. Um, Watson's kind of found his game a little bit now that he's back um, after that concussion. But uh, and look again, that defense is. Uh, is top in the league. So, boys, we're going back. We're parlaying that. I already put it in. Yeah, Mike, I, w- I want to say this right now. If you do that money line play with the Browns, Cowboys, and Seahawks, that you just bet the money lines and win straight up, that pays out two, 236. So, you bet 100 there, you win $236. So, if you don't even want to do the spread, that might be a nice little play right there for you. Two yeah, to spreads, one. Spreads would be nice. So, I already got a unit on parlay of those spreads. So. Oh, already going back to the well. Okay, we, we'll see. We'll see. I'm with you 100% on the Seahawks minus one. Um, this is a well that you are digging deep, um, and you're going to keep digging until you hit oil, and I think you're going to hit oil this week. I know the Rams are on a bye week, but Carson Wentz, guy's an absolute plague in the locker room, absolute plague on the field. He's the only one who doesn't realize that there's something wrong with him, and it's not everybody else. He's not going on his fourth team. The only reason why is people think he's – the way I can think it is he's a smoking hot girlfriend who's an alcoholic. Every guy thinks she can every guy thinks he can fix her. Nobody can fix Carson Wetz. Give me the Seahawks minus one. Um, and I'm gonna keep saying this. I'm gonna keep I would thank God I don't have a betting app because I would have lost all my money by now. But I I would just keep betting the overs in NFL. The regression to the mean is coming soon. Before this week, all NFL totals, the overs were three and fifteen the past two and a half weeks. Zero primetime over games have hit since October first. There's a money rush coming in on the end of these games. I'd be betting over in the Bengals and Ravens on Thursday night and then the over in the primetime games and pick your spots on Saturday and Sunday. Have not been betting a lot of that, but have not been betting a lot of NFL games. Just kind of obsessed with these totals at how low scoring it is. And just for reference, in 2020, <clears throat> there's been 85 more touchdowns the past um, compared to the season where we were in three years during COVID. So it's poor quarterback play. It's poor quarterback play. It's poor coaching decisions in the red zone. It has to turn around eventually, and we're over a little over the halfway in the season. I think we're going to start seeing some numbers with some um, low values, with some good value. So keep riding those overs, boys. I don't, I don't like the Thursday night over because Thursday night always goes under uh, more times than it does go over. Bengals at Ravens, forty-five and a half. I don't love that particularly. However, I love the Sunday night game over. And I love even more the Monday night game over Sunday night Vikings at Broncos over 42 and a half Eagles at the chiefs over 46 and a half. I love the Monday night game. I don't like it. I love it on that over. Yeah, that is low scoring. And I think for reference in the super bowl last year, on um, those two teams, the over was 50.5. So it's four and a half point difference this season. Something's definitely up. You're getting value if you change that. So um, I, I'm with you on that. I think you just got to keep riding it if you are, and then just hang tight. 
I'm calling it like Christopher Columbus. You keep going, you keep trying, you're going to hit land eventually. You don't think you'll be where you're at, but you'll eventually hit land. So you'll eventually hit land with these overs before uh, week 18. So that's all we got. We got a nice short and sweet episode. I think it's only 26 minutes, probably 25 after edits. Any closing thoughts on the season, Merrick? Uh, college football, we got one more week after this. It's been a lot of fun. It's been a great ride, except for these last two weeks. But look, we, we still have bowl season. We still have conference championship weekend. Like There's still a lot of football to be played, a lot of money to be made. I'm looking forward to this weekend. I'm looking forward to the rest of the season. It's going to be a fun ride. Yep. Couldn't agree more. Um, enjoy it because uh, it's going to get a little boring in those hot summer days in Texas with nothing to nothing to play besides golf on TV. And obviously no one cares about baseball. So um, we got a nice sweet episode in on Monday. Hopefully our audio engineer gets us up in time for uh, Thursday. No Thursday plays on the docket, though. But um, stay on Twitter for uh, the parlay. I will be posting most likely on Wednesday. And then, of course, Saturday morning we got um, – we got some good content as well, too, with 5,000 plus listeners, 5,000 plus followers. Excuse me. It's a, it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. Listeners, thanks for tuning in. We'll catch everybody next week. Peace.